the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. This is the Max Out Savings Show. And our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. To save aggressively, invest conservatively. And by that, we typically mean we want you to put as much money as you can in your 401k, your 403b, your different type of company plans. Had an interesting uh, conversation with one of our clients. The daughter was uh, uh, working with the company. The company has a stock program. A 50, they can buy uh, the stock at a 15% discount. During the time, she wants to know how much money to put into that as well. And uh, th- these are typically uh, stock purchase programs at the company, which are, which are a good way to go. Oftentimes, you can buy it at a discount. And and sometimes they'll 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 price it twice a year, so you can buy it during the year, and, and maybe it's either at the first of the year or mid year. You get whichever is the lowest point at that point in time, and they issue the stock, and and so you get a good price and you get it at a discount. That's a good way to go, but uh, but understand first you want to put the money into your four hundred one k plan. I, I so I told them make sure your daughter's paying at least ten to fifteen percent into her plan, and then after that. The uh, what what you want to do is, is then you you put money into the stock program maybe five to seven percent, and uh, so in some cases if you want to save a lot in this case is a younger person really no expenses so maybe they could put in ten percent, uh, but 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 you the majority of money you want to go into your four hundred one k plan then a lesser amount after that. You really want to have you really want to have in your. Um, in in the stock purchase plan. So there's different types of plans. You want to take advantage of these plans in any way you can build up savings. Uh, the the reason why we talk so much about these on the Max Out Savings Show is is this is the simplest way to make money is, is, is you take it out first. Most people we find have really don't have the best budgeting skills at all. And so you're better off taking that money out and then uh, – and then you can spend up to whatever you have after that. And so this is how we see we have people coming in all the time from different companies, oil companies, uh, different oil, uh, the service companies, engineering companies. Uh, and, and they, you know, they've saved an enormous amount of money just by putting it away. And, and you can do it, too. And so you just have to first remember the motto, which is to save aggressively 
and then conservatively invest the funds. And, and that's that's going to get where you want to be. I tell you what, we got we got a, a great show today. We've got Chris Nicolau uh, on the show today, and we're going he's going to be discussing some of the cyber threats that's going out there, and and what's happening with computers, cloud computing. Uh, we're going to be talking some. I spent the week in uh, at the at the Salt Conference, and with a you know a lot of very high powered people, got some real insight on, on, on what's happening around the world. And, uh, you know, lot, we, we, we had a very volatile market. We've got the trade war heating up again. We've got the, uh, we've got the, uh, the situation with, uh, uh, the tariffs, uh, the trade war. We, we've got the, uh, you know, some really big, uh, some big events happened this week. The Uber thing, we're going to be discussing that later in the show, uh, it, I, I think it's just really fascinating. Uh, this is a live show. You can always give us a call. It's uh, uh, 713-339-1070. It's live on Saturday. On Sunday, we, we, we just run the repeat, but you can call in on Saturday, 713-339-1070, and we'll, we'll get your questions answered. The uh, you know I, I, It was out at the SALT conference. You got to meet a lot of really interesting people and uh, listen to some fascinating talks. Uh, the... Uh, uh, one of the more interesting ones is is you know I, I talk savings investments uh, on the show a lot. I also talk some politics just because you know we enjoy making the show interesting and and uh, the uh, plus I'm on on Sam Malone's show uh, which is political talk. It's, it's I know political talk and it, it pretty well. I know a lot of, uh, of, of 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 politicians and people and and different things and. I have to tell you, I was out there, and, they, and one of the things was uh, Chris Christie and uh, former Attorney General Jeff Sessions versus uh, was her Stephanie Rule, but not versus, but Stephanie Rule of NBC was the moderator, and she was asking the questions. I have to tell you, after saying all of that, I was shocked when you see these things. Uh, and look, I, I watch Fox usually, but sometimes uh, MSNBC or CNN to see what's happening. But honestly, when you see this stuff in person up close, it is shocking the venomous uh, nature of, of the political discussion out there. I mean, it really, it, it was, uh, you know, it just, uh, the, the Trump derangement syndrome is a real honest, I mean, these people, I, I just was really taken aback how she was framing the questions, how asking the questions, and, uh, you know, it's just... She basically called the president of the United States a liar, and Christie's looks in like she don't know what you're talking about. And it, it was just generally, it was up close and in person to see this stuff go on is absolutely shocking. I mean, you see it and you go, the level of discourse is is probably above what it ought to be. It's just you know, but when you see it in person, I, that was one of the the you know, takeaways I had. I I just you know had, had no idea a lot of. Uh, a lot more interesting things uh, at the conference. The uh, but a, a lot of the 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 the, the politics. Uh, you know, they had a number of discussions and different panels on that and out there. And uh, Nikki Haley did a wonderful job. Yeah, I tell you what's surprising is there was a, there was a lot of Trump people there, a lot of former Trump people there uh, at high levels, and it's it's really surprising to see all these former Trump people. Including a number of them have been fired, they are really supportive of Donald Trump. And that was the other thing that came up. They really genuinely 
respect Donald Trump. They think he's doing a good job. You know, they they were very supportive uh, of Donald Trump. It's really surprising the loyalty that Donald Trump gets uh, out there as well. And and so that was interesting to see. They they really said behind the scenes, a lot of stuff is getting done. Uh, I tell you what, on all sides, nothing good was said about Congress. I mean, that was the other thing really surprising how many people said, hey, Congress needs to start getting to work and doing something. And that was really from both sides of the aisle. Uh, pretty much, uh, which which was something else that really came out. Uh, we're going to be discussing uh, some more of this stuff. Tell you what, we're going to take about take a quick break. We're going to have Chris Nicolau here, and uh, he's with AccuTech, and we're going to be discussing what's going on in computers. Some really fascinating things. I spent a lot of time uh, in Las Vegas with some, I mean, very very high level computer people, and it was really fascinating to listen to what these people were, were doing. And uh, so we'll be discussing some of this right after this quick break, right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Tell you what, right now we've got Chris Nicolau. Uh, he's vice president of AccuTech. Morning, Chris. How are you doing? Good morning, Ted. I'm well. Thank you. How are you? 
good, good. Accutech is a is a uh, they they do a lot of they do technology for uh, for companies. Right. We, we sort of run the gamut. We can go from small businesses. You know, sort of our our niche is uh, you know anywhere from about twenty. Our niche is sort of anywhere from about 20 users to uh, literally enterprises with 10,000 users. We can build out infrastructure as big as you need, and we can also uh, support small businesses as well. Okay, so so Accutech, and I wanted to get you up as you you're getting an idea of what's on the cutting edge, what's happening with companies, with what's happening with cybersecurity. We're hearing a lot of stuff with with problems with China, technology theft, fiber, cyber crime. Uh, you know, the North Koreans, the Iranians, uh, it, it, it's all one thing after another. What's going on in, in cyber tech, cyber technology? So cybersecurity and cyber threats are, are obviously uh, on, the, on the top of mind, top of mind for everyone uh, who, is, who has a computer, frankly. Um, you know, when you talk about China and, and North Korea and as far as their, their hacking efforts are concerned, they're, they, you know, they generally are going to be going after larger targets like the NSA, DOD, IRS, uh, large companies, uh, you know, something they're they're building some sort of uh, uh, technology, you know, whether it's uh, a rocket some sort of or a chip plane. or yeah. a rocket or yeah. something like that. And they want trade secrets. They, you know, they want to they want to be able to get the trade secrets, possibly reverse engineer, make a slight change, so it doesn't look like they're they're cheating the system. But they really are cheating the system. Yeah. So so okay so so what are companies doing? I mean, what has changed? It used to be you had an antivirus on your system. That that's changing now. What's going on? And really, what are the big threats out there now? So you know, um, I think everybody's been looking at ransomware. You know, there's there's been a big issue with ransomware recently. And what happens with ransomware is, uh, you know, on a, on a small scale, let's talk about you know a company of forty or fifty people. Somebody receives an email. It looks legit. Uh, they really haven't been briefed. They haven't been um, talked to. You know, we, we, we generally have like a briefing plan that we'll actually go in and talk with, uh, with our clients and say, hey, you know, if you don't recognize this, uh, report it. Uh, just call us. You, you know, we're always available by phone. We're always available by email, text, whatever the case is. And, you know, they'll get an email. They'll click on a link. And what will happen is it'll, it'll, it might not be even, even be right away. Uh, it might there might be a small uh, a small application that's planted on their machine, and that small application takes its time. It's it's very onerous, and what'll happen is it'll it'll actually uh, make its way through their entire system. It'll find their server. Sometimes it'll even find even find their backups, and um, and then what'll happen is one day all of a sudden they'll come in and there is a note on their on their actual desktop and their on their uh, screen that says uh, you've been hacked. Um, you, we want you know forty thousand dollars. We want a hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin to uh, to release your data to to uh, remove our our ransomware. And you're you know you're sometimes you're you're actually you have to actually have to pay the money. Um, these things can ruin businesses. Uh, you know when you're when you're talking about say a law firm. Uh, you know you've got a hundred lawyers. Uh, you know, a law firm is billing probably you know a million dollars an hour, two million dollars an hour. I mean, that's For a the big lot ones, of money. Yeah. You're talking about serious money, and you know the 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 uh, the prospect of having to pay a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars to get your data released. Just the timesheets is what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Okay, I'm yeah, I didn't about even the, think about the, that. Yeah, know, just just the, the the very time that it takes to to recover from something like that. It, we've seen businesses be ruined by that, and you know sometimes they get a little bit lucky. Uh, you know, our the way we support uh, different clientele is that we make sure we have at least three copies of backups, so that if you do get something like this, which of course we are mitigating that at the at the onset, where 
we're either uh, implementing Office 365 with advanced threat protection with Exchange Online. Uh, so these things, while they do sometimes come in, we cannot say it's 100% guaranteed that it's not going to come in. Uh, we are we are we are pretty darn safe uh, as far as yeah, our clients. So so, so so what you're seeing is all of these companies now. It used to be what was it, uh, uh, Symantec antivirus or something, and that was it. You put it on your computer. This stuff is much more complicated now. You really you really have all types of different ways. You even have Microsoft is like heavily involved in this. All of these guys, Apple, all of them, uh, they're they're all almost working twenty four seven. But you really need a package of these different things to to handle all these threats. Correct? Absolutely, absolutely. And when you say almost twenty four seven, it is literally twenty four seven. You know, when you're talking about, <clears throat> especially when you're talking about, excuse me, cloud computing, and the the advent of cloud computing has helped uh, actually propagate that cycle of twenty four seven development. So when uh, when a company is being hacked or or attempting to be hacked. Um, if you have a, an active cybersecurity um, system in place, you can actually see that hack trying to happen. And so Microsoft and, uh, you know, f- for instance, Amazon Web Services, uh, Cisco, all the, all the large names in cybersecurity and cloud computing and things like that, they, they have massive departments dedicated specifically for cyber threats, cybersecurity. So they're literally working 24-7 because the development cycle now is, is literally 24-7 because – they have data centers all over the country, all over the world, and these developers. So, for instance, in India right now, it's you know I think they're probably uh, we have an office in Singapore. They're 13 hours ahead of us. I know that for sure. So their business, you know, their business day obviously it's Saturday or maybe Sunday morning now. Um, they're yeah. they're working. So it's a 24/7 cycle on develop now, you know, in an effort to stave off cyber threats. Okay, so so you just have to have a package of things in place. So it's not just the old uh, antivirus, yeah, right? So yeah, you can certainly. We obviously are massive advocates for antivirus on every machine. Um, you, we we will turn away if you if you don't want to buy antivirus, we'll literally turn away and say that's fine. You can go find somebody else to support your systems. Yeah. So it's you know obviously it starts it starts at the user for one thing. It's a mindset. Yeah. Are you being careful? Are you not opening things that are coming in on email? We have antivirus on the machine. We have antivirus on your you know, email server, whatever the email server is, whether mm-hmm. it's Microsoft Exchange, whether it's Google, whatever the case is. And they also have threat protection that's already built into their systems because they know they, these things happen. Like I said, the dev cycle is, uh, when I say dev cycle, development cycle is on a 24-7 basis. And they are equally as concerned with their clientele, for instance, Google, Microsoft, Cisco. This is why we're getting all these yeah. these updates and all the right. Google, Microsoft. That's exactly right. Is that, that what's that happening? De- yeah, that's exactly right. That development okay. cycle, like I said, is and they and they try to push these updates that they've developed in this twenty four seven cycle. They try to push the updates on a very regular basis. Normally, you'll get a little bit of uh, of warning. Uh, sometimes, if it's if it's something that's extremely dangerous, they don't even care what you think. They're going to push the update. You're going to get the update, and you're going to thank them for it. In all honesty. Okay. Okay. So this is like a whole package of stuff, which is you got to right. do nowadays. Right. Lay out. It is not one thing that you can do. It's again, it's the desktop. It's the mindset of the user. <clears throat> it's the email security. It's the firewalls. It's uh, you know how you're securing your cloud. And in the cloud, it's basically the same thing. You have firewalls. You have masked IP addresses. Uh, you can you know there there are multiple multiple fronts on which you try to fight that cyber war. Okay, so you really need someone like that to do this type of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Acutech is is obviously 
uh, a massive um, a massive advocate for all of our clientele. Yeah. Now, okay. I want to get over there, and and I think this thing is such a. I mean, the amount of technology that China has stolen in in other countries, not just China, but in particular China. Because they can actually make use of it. Most of these, uh, you know, the Iranians or the North Koreans, you can only go so far with new technologies when you can't build anything. But, right, you have to have some money. Yeah, but but the Chinese can do it, and and, and it's just been astonishing how much they've stolen off off of this country, off of the internet, and, and it's just been really disappointing. And so I'm just such a big advocate of this type of stuff. The the other thing is, what one thing I don't think people the, look. Everyone out there's heard of the cloud. The, you know, the cloud, the cloud. Sure. And, and a lot of people, uh, I, I think myself included, you know, sometimes struggle is what is the cloud? And I heard an interesting uh, statistic. I had lunch and Michael Milken uh, spoke the other day at it. And and uh, he had a statistic. It, it, and I, it, it was about, I want to say it was 1.3 million. In 1968, IBM, in order to store, I want to say it was, one megabyte, but maybe it was one gigabyte. It was either one megabyte or one gigabyte. Uh, uh, to store that much information in 1968 was a million dollars. I I can almost guarantee you that it was a megabyte because a gigabyte uh, back then, yeah, that was a lot of data. Okay, so oh my it, gosh, that was a lot of data. So it was it was to get one megabyte was was a million dollars today, and this is really important. It's effectively free. Okay, and that and and that has been a, a complete game changer overall. It and the other thing is uh, processing power has plunged. Uh, the speeds uh, have uh, have utterly changed. And uh, I, I think one he was talking about one of the companies uh, that uh, I think it was him. It was. You know, the, the, the movie, they were discussing whether on a movie, you know, he was talking to someone, they were discussing, the, and the person was telling him, it was one of these big, I, I think, uh, uh, pioneers in the business, whether, well, we, it take, we've got two DV, DVs for the for the movie, okay? So <laughs> the question, you know, you're going to have to put the movie back in into the system. You, you and intermission. Inter, intermission to do that. <laughs> it, it, in one of the Korean companies, he was telling him it, it was uh, – they can download with the new 5G, and, and I want to say it was like uh, five seconds. They can download the whole movie. What took two two CDs uh, front and back, and you had to take one out and put it in, it's going to five seconds for the whole movie. I think it was actually said two or three seconds. but but it, And I ran through some numbers there, and, 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 and most people probably didn't listen real closely, but those are astonishing Game-changing numbers that have utterly changed the face of civilization. What I just talked about, explain, and, and that has enabled the cloud to explain. You got no cost for for, for storage. What used to be a million bucks is virtually free. You've got high speed, which before would take you five minutes, is virtually instantaneous, particularly with five G. And you've got massive amounts of computer power and speed. How does that change, and where does cloud fit in? So. If you think about it on an individual level, you have an iPhone, right? Yeah. I have an Android. Um, I store, uh, and I I happen to use Google Docs for my personal use, for my wife's personal use. We store um, almost a terabyte of data now, and I pay wow. I pay something like thirty dollars a year, a year for a terabyte. That's a thousand gigabytes. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's thirty dollars for. So that's an individual level. You yeah. probably have iPhotos. I think it's iPhotos. iPhotos. It? Yeah. I'm not an Apple guy, but uh, you, iPhotos, 
I, on Google Photos, for instance, I, because I know that system, Google Photos, it's a slightly less um, pixel uh, per, per, you know, per inch yeah. uh, storage. But if you, if you store it at their level that they want to store it, it's free. It's literally free. So again, it's I, gone I, from one point yeah. three million dollars in exactly. nineteen sixty eight to free today. Yeah. So if you, yeah. but if I wanted to store them as the original photos, yeah. it, it cost me a little bit of money. But it's it's okay. negligible. It's yeah. absolutely negligible. Now, as far as the as far as your speed of download is concerned, yeah, I mean, five G is is literally a game changer because mm-hmm. uh, the amount of uh, uh, here's what it does for you. It speeds up your workday. You know, you're talking about you know millions and millions of people working. Doing whatever they do, whatever it is they do, you you download a, a document, you download a movie, you're downloading some graphics. When you're talking about the amount of time that it takes, even right now in some businesses, you know their their internet kind of may be going up and down, but the amount of time that it takes now to to gather information, uh, it has it ex- accelerated the speed of business uh, by an order of magnitude. You know, and when I talk about again the dev cycle, it's the same thing. You know, when when you've got a, uh, a developer in the U.S. working on a particular program or a pr- particular project, and he hands off to India, the guy doesn't even have to download it. That's what that's the beauty of cloud now. Okay, the, so so the, so the computing is done on again. Okay, so what is the cloud? So the com- so computing now is literally done at a data center that you don't even know where it is. You don't know where your data is. You can sort of choose. For instance, with uh, you know with Microsoft and with Amazon. There are data centers in particular regions, and you have availability zones and things like that. And you don't really know where your data is. And if you've done it right, that's a good thing. If you've set your infrastructure up correctly, that's a good thing. Because what happens is you have multiple copies of your data for negligible cost. And it's, and it's a cost that is a structure that is by usage. You pay as you go. So uh, I'll, I'm going to digress here for just a second, if you don't mind. Um, an average large company, let's talk about a, a, you know, a, an enterprise with, say, you know, 10,000 users, 10,000 people that work for them. We're talking about $15 billion company you know, annually. They have, they, they have purchased uh, in recent past uh, probably about five times the amount of infrastructure that they really need. When I say infrastructure, I'm talking about compute power, storage power, networking power. And the reason they have to buy five times as much is because they have spikes. Everybody does. You have a you know have a, a busy day. You have some sort of development project going on. You have some sort of a, uh, a rig that's going up. Let's talk about yeah. oil business. We're in Houston, right? Um, they have a spike in necessity, spike in necessary compute and storage power, and so they have to purchase five times. Basically, and that's a stat. That's not me. That, yeah. I have actually read that. Uh, they actually have to buy five times as much capacity than they really need. That's to deal with those spikes. Well, with cloud computing, you can do the exact same thing in the cloud by to your necessity at that moment. Make sure you have some sort of, uh, you, you, and you can set this up. You know, There are cloud architects out there who can set this up to where they say, um, you will pay for this particular amount of, of usage, whether it's compute, network, storage, and all those come together. It's called, uh, that's called a hyper-converged infrastructure. Okay. okay? And that, Practically every corporation that needs any sort of compute infrastructure has all of that. Uh, it, and again, it's hyper-converged infrastructure. And um, what it does is um, allows you to spike on demand and then come down on demand. So you have not bought five times as much. You've bought how much you need. 
and then you have a spike in, in usage, okay? The spike takes the, takes the infrastructure to the, ne- to the necessary level again, and then it backs it back down. This is on one, the cloud, right? This is on the cloud. Okay, yeah. So on the cloud, you, you spike to your necessary usage, you pay for that usage, and then it comes back down, and you're no longer paying for it. So you haven't put out that capital cost. I mean, we're talking about multiple millions of dollars of capital cost for these particular servers, the network equipment, the storage, all of this stuff that you need to buy for your particular corporation. Okay. And then, you know, it, so your the computers, cloud it spikes and it comes down. Just so people understand, and you do this all the time at AccuTech for businesses, but, but for, so your computer is actually, the, you don't need as, you you don't need the massive storage and everything in your your computer is basically the processor that's processing the information you pulled off of the cloud is that is that well it can be yeah so you can be pulling stuff off the cloud and and on a simple level you can let's say you're using office 365 microsoft office 365 they've got a system called onedrive and the onedrive data can be on the cloud stay on the cloud you can also synchronize it back down to your machine and and work on it on your machine. You can work on it while it's in the cloud on your machine. You also don't really need a heavy-duty machine. You can actually have your desktop in the cloud. So you can go buy a $250 Chromebook and have all the compute power that you had before. You can have multiple screens. You can have a, a, a very heavy um, graphics-capable, you know, with all the GPU power you need, all the CPU power you need, all the storage you need, on the cloud, literally just using your, your Chromebook, you can use it on your phone. You can actually use your desktop on your phone, and, and it hangs on the cloud. Okay. And, and, so, and, and so this is also enabling people now to remotely work and do different things because they basically just pull the computer up, access their information on the cloud, and they can continue to work like they're at the office but they can be somewhere else. That's exactly so this right. is helping remote computing as well, which right. is a big thing out there now. So let's say your CFO goes to uh, to Singapore. He accidentally leaves his Chromebook in the in, in the airport. You know, you don't really have to make some sort of uh, big announcement to say, you know, maybe some uh, some financial information has gotten lost yeah. in in the Singapore airport. Instead, uh, that that Chromebook has access to nothing unless you know how to get in. And typically, you're using multi-factor authentication which means uh, you, you know, you're going to obviously have a password, and then that system is actually going to send you a text with a number on which you have to type uh, into, into, to get into your cloud system. So um, it's, it's extraordinarily safe. It's extraordinarily portable. So he could just go buy a new computer in Singapore. 100%. In- he doesn't even have to buy one. He can just go borrow one from, okay. from somebody that he, maybe he's going on a business visit. But, yeah, he can go buy, you know, another, again, another $250 Chromebook or some other cheap piece like that. And uh, and begin working exactly how as, as he was before, with no data loss, no breach, uh, and and uh, in absolute safety. And, and and matter of fact, it's encrypted technology as well. It's military grade encryption, two hundred fifty six bit uh, encryption that is um, okay. And this safe. is what's driving the shift to the cloud now. Correct. This is the big shift we're seeing. So you're seeing not as much a demand for as high. high powered servers and things but they're but they're the demand is more for it they're putting the servers actually in the data farms right the cloud is is basically the data farms you yeah, see the cloud difference. is a cloud is a funky term and i yeah. and frankly i'm not a big fan of it you know it yeah. literally came from somebody drawing a, a cloud on a on a napkin during a conversation and pointing arrows to where 
these these uh, laptops and desktops will be we'll connect connect to. But yeah. it's basically so big data centers. Is that's what exactly it is. right. Multiple data centers with millions and millions of servers, and on each of those millions and millions of servers, there are millions and millions of virtual servers. So let's say you have a traditional server that you once bought, and it it handled. Uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, an email system, a print system, uh, uh, some sort of storage as well. You can actually take that one server now and 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 create virtual servers. And so they're literally separated. It's almost if you can imagine being in another country. That is the separation. Okay, state and, of and, it. and so the, and and what this has done is it's it's been a game changer. So we went from one point three million dollars per gigabyte for megabyte. In 68 to almost free now in this free storage in this high speed processing that we have out there uh, in particular high speed on the internet now allows us to do all this stuff that we just did not have i mean i don't know if you remember downloading a letter from aol <laughs> yeah, you right. know 25 yeah. years ago or something well that ha- the, and and really the the speed of the internet has really enabled these data centers because if you think about it maybe 20 years ago there were these companies that were called ASPs, Application Service Providers. Yes. That that trend did not re- – it's it sort of started the, the data center trend, but back then um, ASPs were, were – obviously they went by the way of the dodo because the internet just wasn't fast enough yet. Yeah. We just, we just did not have the throughput yet. And the cloud is actually enabling us to actually be a little more secure in a way, isn't it? Is that Co- your yeah. opinion? Absolutely, absolutely, because the – all of the infrastructure is available on the cloud. Um, you know, so you, if you can you keep can the st- passwords locked down and things like that, then they yeah. can get in. Whereas before, they can kind of fish around and do different types of things. You have to be careful if you can if you can implement some sort of multi factor authentication on your cloud infrastructure. I highly recommend it, uh, and that you know that really helps because. People forget passwords. People set passwords, you know, to password one or their dog's name or their yeah. daughter's name or something to that effect. And, and um, you know, also set password standards. You know, you have to have capital letters. You have to have numbers. You have to have a special character. Uh, it, it can't be your username. You'd be surprised how many people, you know, my username's Ted Gioka. My <laughs> password, well, is Ted Gioka one, you know, something to that effect. And, of course, I'm... Yeah. I'm I have to go change my pad. No, just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Ted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, but it's a it's a it's a big problem out there. See, also if you can do the multi factor uh, what's it? Multi factor authentication. authentication. Yeah. That's what you should. That's a that's a big deal. Chris, how can people get a hold of you if they want to? Well, they can email me, uh, Chris dot Nicolau. That's N I C O L A O U at Accutech dot com, and Accutech is spelled A C U U T E C H dot com. Uh, or they could call me. Uh, can I get my mobile number? Yeah, sure. So my mobile number is 713-480-6406. And I give you my mobile because I'm always on the road. Yeah, I'm, what's uh, that number again? 713-480-6406. Okay. And you could also just call Accutech if you forget all of that and just ask for Chris. Yeah, just go to Accutech.com, A-C-U-U-T-E-C-H.com, and, uh, and look us up. We're we're in London, so if you've got offices in London, we, we're happy to support so there. So you do mostly... Uh, Mid-size, small, mid-size, and large business. Your businesses. Yeah, we're business. We're yeah. strictly business. We're yeah. we are not residential at all. Yeah, we're strictly business. And okay. We're all over the U.S. Like I said, we're we're the the headquarters for the U.S. here in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, there's an office in London, an office in Singapore. We have reps, and we're doing business in Aruba. We're doing business in India. So we're we're all over the place. Okay. Yeah, this is interesting because this cloud thing has been such a big deal. You hear so much about cybersecurity. You hear so much about the cloud, in and we're really seeing all these 
convergences of basically zero cost for storage, high speed on the internet, uh, high processing, and all of it's all playing together in in in, in, in just changing the world. And, and so it's and cloud is one of the biggest things out there. Chris, thanks for the time today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay, great. And that's Chris Nicolau with AccuTech. We'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Saving Show. By the way, if anyone has any questions, they can give us a call at 713-339-1070. Chris will be here till the end of the show, 713-339-1070. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. And now, more of the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, you give us a call here at uh, 1070 KNTH at 713-339-1070. Uh, you know, uh, talking about Steve Case, uh, I was actually out at the uh, Salt Convention this week, and uh Steve Case uh, talked with Mark Cubain, and it, it was really interesting. He Steve Case was he founded AOL, didn't he, Chris? Yeah, AOL. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, he did. I, pretty... I didn't use AOL. Oh well, <laughs> so I think my parents are the only ones left. But uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, 
It fascinating thing. He, they were talking about uh, private equity, venture capital, and uh, the lion's share of, of venture capital is really going on in New York, L.A., uh, San Francisco. Really, is is the big ones, and, and, and so uh, it was. It was really interesting. Uh, and one of the problems is is the, is this venture capital and stuff is not making its way to, into into the center part of the country. And it's really fascinating. I'm involved in some, in, in some deals out in actually in San Francisco and they're not in the technology they're they're partially technology but they're partially other areas and only pe- only thing these people understand out there is technology and and really uh they understand the cloud they understand all this stuff but they but they have trouble putting it to more applications outside of in the food sector, in the health sector, in the manufacturing sector because they're just not there and this is a real problem and I think uh, uh, and, 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 and so what Steve Case and what, uh, but, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the guy at the Dallas Mavericks? Cuban. Cuban. Mark Cuban yeah. said is, is they felt the real value was in the center of the country for venture capital going forward. And I agree. I mean, it, uh, the lion's share, it's like 65% of, of the number of, of 65, 70% of venture capital is all going into New York, California and Illinois, uh, and in, in, in New Jersey, I think, and it might be high, it might be 70%. And so we're not getting into the into the manufacturing. We're, and so that's where the opportunity. It, it One of the things that really came out of the SALT conference, I felt like, was there there is money is raining from the sky out there. Literally, I mean, the the talk of when the market corrected in, in uh, this is an important point, the, the, talk, the talk that when the market corrected 10% because the Fed was cutting rates was going to collapse the market. Well, uh, this market is eventually going to collapse. But the question is, is, is when it's not because of money. I mean, the idea that the stock market goes down 10% and the Federal Reserve panics is the most ridiculous thing in the world, particularly the Federal Reserve panicking at 2.5% Fed funds rate is utterly, absolutely absurd and shows you that they have no idea what the hell is going on in the real economy. Let me tell you, there is so much money out there. There's $1.3 trillion in private equity out there. They can't even place the money. This is money looking for a home. There's not even enough deals out there. I, I came across across this in 2016 when I talked to some friends of mine the oil business said hey oil went down maybe it was 17 oil went down to $27 did you guys get some good deal he goes Ted there was so much money trying to buy stuff everyone was chasing there wasn't that good of values I'm hearing this constantly I heard it from private equity guys leverage loan private loan people like I'm like, how's it going there? Well, we're having trouble placing the money we can't find any deals there is so much money out there and, and 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 the problem is, is these guys are all financial guys. They're all trained in finance or technology, and they're all chasing the same thing. And and, and so it's going to have to expand more into the center of the country, which is an opportunity. But I think there's a, there's a genuine bubble in private private equity out there right now. Let, let, let me give you a statistic, okay? Uh, of the top ten employers in the United States of America, uh Number one is Walmart. Now, UPS is in that. Six of the top ten employers in the United States of America are private equity. Think about that. That's an amazing statistic. It's an enormous statistic. And and there's so much money in it. Now, so I think I think we have a bubble in there. A, 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 a couple thoughts here. The, uh, the, the, uh, 
you know, I think this is affecting things, and I and I think there's just so much money out there. I mean, as again, I I think it's absurd when 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 if you raise Fed funds to two and a half percent, and I think the long term average has been above that. The idea that it's going to choke off the economy and is just absurd. There's too much money. And, and 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 the problem is is the Federal Reserve needs to look beyond the stock market to the real estate market to the private equity market to the private loan market to understand what's happening, and don't misconstrue if the market goes down ten percent, everybody pulls back a little bit to see what's going to happen with the idea that there's suddenly no money. A lot of these guys are just holding back to see what's going to happen. I understand that. Uh, a, a, a couple thoughts. Uh, the markets. The market's been very weak. The markets are breaking down. Looking at the uh, at, at the N- uh, NYSE, which is the big broad group breaks of stocks, that that's under the fifty day moving average. That's kind of a negative. Uh, I really think uh, a couple things. I think we have a bubble in private equity. I think we're having a bubble in technology now. Uber happened this week. Something really big happened this week, I think, in my mind. It's Uber. He said, Ted, yeah, Uber came out. It was under, it was a little pressed, a little lower than expected. What's the big deal? It was priced under what it was expected. It came in at fifty dollars a share. It ultimately went down six percent, uh, which is the worst performance one of the uh in the probably the last twenty years of really super big IPOs, of looking at even larger IPOs, it's one of the worst in twenty four years. I, I I think it was one of the worst. I forgot the number, uh worst five or six. It was just bad. Okay. But that was not the fact that it went down and people lost money and they lost six percent the first day wasn't the, the big issue. Everybody's missing the point. Let me give you some numbers. It it, it closed <clears throat> at $70 billion. You say, Ted, so what? In August of 2018, Uber, the private money, came in at $76 a share. In February, $76 billion. Uh, in uh, February of 17, uh, it came in about, uh, it was about $70 billion. 70 billion which is right here right now now one of the statistics they add in extra stock and options and if those are exercised then it could conceivably be 76 the reason why they're floating that number out there is the actual number is 70 billion based on the stock outstanding right now that's under 76 billion dollars from august of 18 what that means is is it came in underneath the last private equity round which means all of this massive amount of money, which is is getting close to the size of the stock exchange, it's not there yet, but it's it's an enormous amount of private equity going in, trillions of dollars into private equity. This is the hottest market since 1999 for technology, and they cannot bring a company public and make money from the private offering before. That is a huge, huge negative to the stock market. With this, because the thing that's been driving a lot of technology has been private has been private equity okay they're funding companies like uber lyft and lots of other ones that are losing money uber's losing a billion dollars a quarter 4 billion bucks a year in their perspective they say well we might never make money but okay well that works as long as private equity keeps pouring money into it but if if the private equity is coming in and and they have the hottest public market in 20 years and they can't make any money a year later that's a, that is a massive warning sign and on the stock market I, I, particularly on the private equity market it's going to readjust the entire private equity market down and it's going to spook people it's going to tighten up funding in in the technology sector 
I think that's a big negative for the markets overall. I think now can the market turn and go up and have a blow off top? Yes, but I think this is something the Uber thing is much worse than people let on because the public uh, almost a year later after it came out, uh, the public they're at at one or two years back on the private equity raise at the pricing they were doing in the private market. So we again. We have one of the hottest markets, probably the hottest tech market since 1999, and the money people put in last year, they're basically down or or, or even in the private equity, which means it should have been a lot better than that, given how well the market's done. So this is a big problem out there, and it remains to be seen if if, uh, if the Uber turns out to be as big a deal as I think. Uh, second thing, uh, tech, tech uh, trade issues. Donald Trump came out and... Uh, Move the put the tariffs on from ten to twenty five percent. He did a couple things. He he he. I think they fast tracked the appeals process, or they said there's an appeals process out there for for uh, tariffs. So if you say, look, it's going to cripple our industry, then you can maybe get a a waiver. And I think they'll probably be a little easier on the waivers. They also late uh, late yesterday or this morning came out and and they're going to put another maybe three hundred billion dollars worth of tariffs. So the thing is kind of accelerating to some extent. Uh, overall, uh, the Chinese appear to have walked back the deal when they took it back to China. The hardliners and the Chinese government said, well, we're not doing that. And then, and then the deal kind of broke off. Again, this is another situation. They'll probably get some type of trade deal, but it's just not a good situation. What we're seeing is in the last two weeks, we're seeing commodity prices crumble, particularly in the farm sector. And this is why most likely Donald Trump kicked those trade numbers up to 25% because the Chinese shut down buying, I think quietly, of, of, of the agricultural market causing, uh, causing the uh, agricultural products to tumble to try to put political pressure in the center part of the country in the farm belt on Donald Trump. Donald Trump retaliated with the 10%. So the Chinese, I believe, moved first. You're not going to hear about that, but that's, I think, something to think about. Look, I think you've got to be cautious in here. The S&P and the NASDAQ are above the 50-day moving average, but I really think you've got to have higher levels of cash. I think you've got to have short-term bonds. You want to own government bonds. Uh, the other thing that came out at the SALT conference is, again, people were concerned at the sheer amount of, of borrowing, particularly in an investment grade, which typically you've not heard problems over the last 30 or 40 years in investment grade debt. But there's so much investment grade debt, and the problem is so much of it is right above, it's right at the the uh, BAA level, which is just investment grade. And so anything under BAA is, is junk, and so companies don't want to have junk ratings, and a lot of... of, of, of Comp of a lot of institutions can't own junk bonds beyond, or they can only own a certain percentage. So if these things get kicked into junk, it's going to trigger a lot of selling and put a lot of pressure on earnings, as the what we call the uh, the yield differential, uh, the spread between treasuries and 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 those bonds go up. And, and so this is something I think again. I think the debt levels out there are increasingly a problem. And so this that was one of the other big concerns. But the thing that really came out of the Salt Conference for me was. Uh, really, I was surprised at the at just how much money is in private equity, and I think this Uber thing is really going to be. This is a much bigger market; and it's going to have a much bigger effect on the economy than people think. So, I'll tell you what, coming up here in the end of the show, uh, we'll see what's going to happen here. I think you do want to be a little cautious in here, given all the situation. Uh, 
A, a few things. I want to thank Chris Nicolau of AccuTech for coming on the show today. Thanks a lot, Chris. My pleasure. Absolutely. And uh, you can reach Chris at AccuTech. And uh, what's that phone number again one more time? 713-480-6406. And okay. as you were talking about Uber, you brought up a lot of questions for me. Uh, can yeah. I ask a question? Uh, quickly. We only got a couple seconds. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what about the optics of Uber? Is that probably something that has to do with the with the stock price as far as their their workers being pretty unhappy? Well, I, I, it does, but I think it really was demand. It's just so much money. Oh. So we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. I think, I think it's a bigger story than people realize, and they're underpaying their employees, as you point out. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I want to thank everyone for listening to the Max Out Savings Show. If you're not on the free Max Out Savings Report, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Just go to the website. You can request an appointment. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Also, remember our motto and philosophy is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. We see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.